Hey, welcome to our podcast. My name is Julian and I am the founder of Purpose. Listen, we are extremely excited and so honored that you have decided to join us today. Our desire is to point you to Jesus because we believe that our purpose is found in his presence. Now, we hope that you enjoy today's message and that it encourages you. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I am so, so excited to share today on a very specific topic that I feel the Lord placed in my heart. But I do want to apologize. I was supposed to uh, release a podcast last week. However, I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Thank God. It was nothing serious. It was just my body felt weak, but we are back. And before we jump into today's topic, I just want to give a shout out to Stephen from McAllen, Texas, that listened to the podcast, uh, Reflect More, and really enjoyed it. So thank you. Shout out to Stephen. I also want to give a shout out to uh, my senior pastor, my mentor, Pastor Jaime Loya, which is, he is an amazing man of God uh, for sharing the podcast on his platform. So also that also, let me just say this, I am extremely excited. And I'm so, so proud of our best friends, Paul and Diana. They just uh, had their first baby, baby Hannah. And she is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I just want to give a shout out to, to Paul and Diana for, uh, for allowing my wife and I to be part of this journey with them. We met them when, well, I knew Paul ever since high school. And I've seen them, you know, from the dating stage to engaged to married now being a dad it's a beautiful thing and so paul if you ever listen to this or diana if you ever listen to this episode we love you we are here for you uh we're just so excited uh for what the lord has in store now in this season as parents so i just want to give a quick shout out now this is your first time listening to purpose podcast welcome i i will highly encourage you to subscribe so that you can receive notification whenever we launch another episode. We got some great, great content coming up. Obviously, in the month of February, we talk about relationship, but this time around, we're going to focus on a four-part series on relationships, not only with your spouse, but with God. Uh, Maybe some relationships that you need to let go, and we're going to identify some relationships like that, because it's not just with people. Sometimes it's with things or or with with mentalities and so we're excited to do that and also you know your relationship with even yourself uh, if if you don't love yourself then how are you possibly going to love someone else and so we're going to talk about all that in the next couple of weeks and then we're going to dive into I've been really leaning into the the letter to Titus from Paul it's it's become one of my favorite letters in the Bible. And so we're going to dive into that later on this, this season. And so I'm super excited. I am so, so excited for what's to come. So subscribe, do what you got to do. Uh, we're going to give out content, uh, every week. We're going to try to do it every week so that, you know, we are giving you fresh, fresh, uh, messages, encouragement and content. So I'm excited for that. Uh, well, let's get into today's topic. So today I wanted to talk about the mercy of God, which is something that to be praised for, right? I, I think I think that's something that we should praise God for, 
right? Because when don't we need the mercy of God? I mean, I think we fail God on a regular basis. If you are the type of person that you're on a streak and you're like, man, I've been walking with the Lord and I'm good and perfect. Praise God for that. But for those that are like us that tend to mess up regularly and we need the mercy of God, this is the message for you. Okay, because the mercy of God is we know that it renews every morning. And if you didn't know that, if you didn't know that the mercy of God renews for you, not on a new year, but on a new day, you heard it here first. Then the mercies of God renew every morning. So what does that mean? It means that what you did the day before should not trap you or imprison you. Because the mercy of God is available for you. Praise God for that. Because we need that. Amen. We definitely need the, uh, the mercy of God. However, um, one of the things that I've noticed, especially in this recent years, where a lot of division has been happening, especially here in the United States, where uh, ideologies are 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 you know, rising forth and, and really testing. And, um, I would say attacking the biblical view of believers. And so one of the things that I've seen is that although the, the mercy of God is renewed every morning, some of the things I've seen in our generation is that the mercy of God has been misused. And that's the topic I want to talk about today. So it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little heavy, right? But I think it's needed. I think if we all, if we just get encouragement word every single time, then that's all we're going to do. We're just going to be encouraged and there's no truth. Uh, we have to preach the truth. Even when the truth is uncomfortable. Okay. But we can preach the truth in a very gracious way. I'm not saying that you got to be truth and a jerk at the same time. Well, I'm just preaching the God's truth. No, 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 no. That's not an excuse to be a jerk about the word of God. We must, pre we must preach truth with love and grace. Uh, just because we disagree doesn't mean we hate. Okay. So I wanted to talk about the mercy of God and how it's been misused. Now, we've seen a lot of things in our generation, especially now more than ever, how a lot of stuff is being misused. For example, social media. A lot of people give so much bad rep for to social media. Why? Social media is not bad. It's not, it's not that social media is a horrible thing. It's the person behind the social media. It's the profile, not the system. The, the, the social media is a tool, and, and a lot of people can use it in a different form, just like a hammer. A hammer can be used to build, to create something, but a hammer can also be used to destroy. And so a lot of times I've seen a lot of people misuse social media, that as soon as one thing, I mean, I'm telling you, something that goes wrong, like a, like a hot topic, it goes viral and everybody, everybody and their moms have something to say about it. You know that you don't always have to 
I know we got freedom of speech. I know we got freedom of opinion. I know it's your opinion. But you know, we don't always have to give out our own opinion. Sometimes the Lord has brought conviction to my to my heart whenever I want to comment on on a on a on a dumb post, but I'm reluctant by the Spirit of God to to post it because you have no idea how many discarded messages or discarded comments have occurred in my life. Because just because I, I, I can do it doesn't mean I should. And that's a lot of, a lot of things with, with our generation. A lot of times, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Okay, this is for the single people that are either engaged or dating or not married people, married, married people. This is you're, you're, you're safe on this one. But a lot of people misuse sex. It's true. We use mis we we misuse sex as a form to to fulfill just this temporary satisfaction. When when sex was created by God to be holy, to be between a man and his wife. Yet we see a lot of people and a lot of single people have high body count because they've gone the wrong idea of what sex should be. And let me just say it here. Sex should be between a man and a woman because not only is it a physical intimacy, it's a spiritual intimacy. And so we see a lot of misuse, especially in this generation. And so I wanted to talk about the mercy of God and how beautiful it is. But sometimes when when something is so readily, readily available, we tend to misuse it. When something becomes so familiar, we tend to misuse it. And I want to talk about a, a character in the Bible, and I won't take long today, but I did want to talk about this. And I hope you have not logged off yet because this this story is a very small story, but a very powerful story. And many of you might know it. Many of you might know it. And many of you have not heard this. But I wanted to share this with you today about the story of Jonah. I don't know if you've heard this story. I'm going to summarize it. I really encourage you to read it, uh, study it. It's, it's, su it's super, super good. So it's so good. So Jonah is a prophet from God and God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach against the city because of its corruption and because of its wickedness. Jonah doesn't want to. Why? Because he doesn't believe that they should be preached to. Right. They uh, he kind of knew. That if he were to go preach, the mercy of God. Would be prevalent. And he said, no, I'm not even going to give him a chance. I'm going to go to Tarshish. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm not going to even go over there. So, uh, so Jonah gets on a boat. The boat, in, when he's in the boat, there's this huge storm. And all the people in the boat, all the men in the boat, they're like, okay, what's going on? Everybody pray to your gods because something is going on. And we need to figure out who caused this storm. Okay. Who disobeyed their God? And they're angry. And so Jonah basically fesses up and he says, hey, man, because of me, you, this is what we're going through. 
Okay? And honestly, let me just even say this, that disobedience doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. You think just because you you disobey God or you are in sin or whether you are struggling with secret sin and you just feel shame or guilt uh, to confess or really bring it into light, you're not hurting just yourself. You're hurting everybody around you. Let me tell you something about sin. And I'm going to I'm going to park here really, really quick because sin over promise, but always under delivers. Sin will promise that it will fulfill you. It, this is what you need. I mean, it's like it's like sin. It's like the devil, uh, you know, puts a marketing budget on sin and, and, and gives this this public, you know, uh, ad that if you have this, you will be fulfilled. Yet it always under delivers. And so Jonah's disobedience not only affected him in a life in that situation, but it affected all the people that were in the boat. And so Jonah says, hey, you need to throw me, you, you need to like throw me out the boat and, and everybody will be safe. And this is the awesome part about this story that at the moment they threw Jonah out the boat, God instructed a huge fish. Now, a lot of people say it's well, okay, let's just for, you know, Sunday school teaching, right? M uh, morning. Uh, Sunday school morning teaching, let's just say that it was a well, okay? One of the greatest things that I that I found in this story is that, that Jonah didn't know that this fish was there. Like, he didn't say, hey, guys, if you throw me out there, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be eaten by a fish by, from God, and I'm going to be in the belly, and in three days, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to go to Nineveh. This wasn't in his in his mind. He just said, listen, guys, I fess up. I'm I'm done. This is over. I will risk my life so that you guys will be safe. So they throw him out the 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 boat, and Jonah went when he was eaten by this great fish. It's not that like Jonah knew that being in the belly of the fish was part of the plan. It's like God and this whale had like a Zoom conference call. I said, "Look, there's this son of mine. There's this prophet of mine that he, he has disobeyed. So I'm gonna need you to go where he's at and." You know, eat them up. Don't 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 eat them. Don't chew them up, but just swallow him and let him be in your belly for about three days. And then you're going to redirect to Nineveh and then just flush him out over there. OK. Jonah had no idea about this plan. So I'm thinking in his mind, my life is over. Uh, I disobeyed God. I'm not worthy to be called his son. I uh, I I. I, I don't deserve the mercy of God, right? But here's how he, even the mercy of God can be even not just misused, but uh, mischaracterized. Because we often think mercy as, as this beautiful embrace in which can happen. Don't get me wrong. The mercy of God is beautiful, but it doesn't always come in the form that you think it will come. The mercy of God that came to Jonah came in a form of a storm. And it also came in a form of a huge fish to be swallowed up for three day days to bring him back. Okay. To bring him back to his original state where he should have gone the first place. This is an amazing story about the mercy of God. But this mercy is so different, y'all. Okay. Like it's different. It really is.
Because I often think the mercy of God is gonna He's gonna make me feel good. It's gonna be beautiful. Like I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna listen to my favorite worship song, and I'm gonna have this amazing encounter. And I'm gonna feel the presence of God. I'm gonna feel the mercy. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. It doesn't always feel that way. The mercy of God doesn't always come in the form of our preference. It comes in the form of His plan, and that's the amazing thing. So. This is what I love about this story. You know, that first and foremost, the storm was unnecessary. The storm was never meant to be there. However, because of Jonah's disobedience, God needed to redirect his steps. Okay. So I started thinking about this topic, misuse mercy. And let me just say this. There's a lot of belief out there that once you give your life to Jesus, that's it. You know, once saved, always saved. Let me just say that. Let me just say this. That's not true. It, it, it's not true. It doesn't make sense that you give your life to Jesus, right? Whether it's at a church service, it's at a, at a camp, at a conference, no matter what the location, maybe even in your own house. It doesn't make sense that you give your life to Jesus, right? You surrender your life to the Lord and the next day you go out doing drugs, uh, having uh, sex outside of marriage, doing all these things that doesn't please God. Because if that was the case, then everybody would be able to do whatever they want and they're not being led by God because the prayer of salvation, and that's a whole other topic, right? Well, the Bible doesn't talk about specifically the prayer. When you confess your sins to God, you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He's not just saving you from your guilt and shame, or or rather this, he doesn't just save you from, feel, from the feeling of guilt and shame. He saves you from the pit of guilt and shame. It's two different things. But not only is he your Savior, he's your Lord as well. What does that mean, Julian? Well, I'm glad you asked. That means that God doesn't just save you from opposition, but he leads you into the places that you often don't like. Not in a form to oppress you, but in a way so that he can, you can have the opportunity to, 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 to be molded like him. Sometimes we will bypass the preparation because we don't like the process so we would just rather skip to the blessing or to the promise of God. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Now, this is what I, that I, this is what I want to I, I wanna talk about. Because uh, in the story of Jonah, I see three things. And, and if you write notes down, then great. And, 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 and I encourage you to write these things. I'm going to name one really quick. Because these are the three, three things that I saw in the life of Jonah. Jonah, when he disobeyed God, right, he went to Tarshish, he went, he got on a boat. He recognized that he messed up. He did. He recognized it. He knew it was him. He didn't try to point fingers. He didn't try to do the blame game. Like, no, nah, maybe you should ask your God, bro. Maybe you should ask Thor. I don't know if you believe in Thor, but maybe you should ask Thor or maybe you should ask your God. He didn't do that. He recognized he, he, he admitted, man, you know, I messed up. I did. 
we can't change our future if we don't acknowledge our present, okay? You got to recognize where you are right now and be truth. Uh, you you got to be truthful with yourself as to where you are right now so God can change you here and you won't affect and you won't distort the later. So the first thing is that he recognized. He recognized that, hey, it was me. Throw me out the, um, throw me out the, uh, throw me out the boat, and the storm will be cleared. Okay, it was me. I recognize. The first thing you got to do whenever you misuse the mercy of God, when when you think like, man, eh, I know God loves me. God will forgive me. I can just do this tonight, and God will forgive me the next minute. He will. He will. Don't get me wrong. He will. But what kind of relationship is that? Honestly, think about it. Like what kind of relation? Think about it. If if, if, if you're single, think about it. If, if you had a, a partner that thought like that, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Disobey my spouse. Disobey you. Like it doesn't matter. Anyways, you'll forgive me because you love me so much. I'm sure that'll happen. I really do. But what kind of relationship is that? Where they don't care about hurting you. And so if you ever misuse God or the mercies of God, I'm sorry. The first thing we got to do is get, we got to recognize. It's like, dang, I, I, I messed up. Or I've taken God for granted. Or I've, I've, I've uh, misused his, his kindness because I know that he's going to love me anyways. So the first thing that you got to do is, is you got you to gotta, um, gotta recognize you got to recognize that we're we're human and we're going to mess up. But that's not that's not an excuse to to stay in sin. We get it. We're not perfect. But that's not an excuse. Don't use that as your crutch to justify the fact that you are dwelling in sin. The first thing you got to you got to recognize that man, I need help. I've I need help and and I've and I've taken God for granted. I need help. That's the first step. That's the first step for everything. The second thing that I see in, in Jonah's life is that once he's in the fish, in the well, let's just say it's a well, right? Once he's inside the fish, inside the well, he starts repenting. He asks God for forgiveness. And that's the second thing. Once you recognize, you got to repent. Okay, you got to repent. Like, it's not just asking for forgiveness. Repenting is a lot more serious. Is that you you are you I don't know if this ever happened to you, but when you are when you feel so disappointed that you failed God. Or let me even put it like this. Let's say you failed your spouse or you failed your family. You failed somebody, somebody that you loved and that they love you back. How difficult is it to look your, look at yourself in the mirror? Very Trust me, it's very difficult to look at yourself in the mirror and because you'll start seeing, what are you doing? You're better than this. And it's that feeling of repentance. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not me. I'm, I'm better than this. this. I know that I'm called for more. It's, this is not who I am. I fell into this, but it's not who I am. And so the first thing is you got to recognize that you need help and you got to recognize that that you can't do it all by yourself. The second thing is you got to repent. 
the fact that you tried to do it by yourself. And the last thing that I saw all this is that the fish, the whale, returned Jonah to the place that he should have been there since the beginning. So first is recognize. Number two is repent. And number three is return to the plan of God. Y'all, God has a plan for your life. He does. He has a great plan for your life. And if you ever ask yourself, man, what's my purpose? And, and what, 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 why was I created? What, what do I have to do here on this earth? Those are great questions that you got to ask God. Here at Purpose, we don't, our job, well, let me just put it, my job is not to tell you what your purpose is. My job is to point you to the person that does know what your purpose is. Okay, that's why our 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 mission statement is that our our purpose is not found in people or in possessions or even in positions. Our purpose is found in his presence. That's how we discover it. That's how we discover his uh, our purpose is is it's in his presence. And so here we recognize we repent and we return to the plans of God. Yeah, that's that's the next step. Is it's returning. You got to return to God. You got to come back to to God just like the prodigal son. He recognized that he he was eating what the pigs were eating. That's another great story in in the gospels. He was eating what the pigs were eating and he recognized, "What am I doing? My father's servants have filet mignon and lobster toes and here I'm eating McDonald's like what's what's what am I doing? And then re he repented when he met with, with his father. And he returned to his birthright. So let me just give you a couple of scriptures that I found about the mercy of God. And, and these are so, so good. And, um, and, I'll end, and I'll end with these scriptures because um, I just want to give you some context. And, and really what the Bible says about the mercy of God. So Ephesians 2, uh, verse 4 and 5, it says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Okay? Now let me just say this. Grace and mercy are two different things. They're, they're, they're similar, but they're different. Okay? Grace is the freely given unmerited favor and love of God. That's what grace is. Okay. Mercy. It is a compassionate or kindly forbearance shown toward an offender or an enemy. Okay. It is the, uh, discretionary power of a judge to pardon someone or to mitigate punishment. And let me tell y'all something. God definitely mitigated our punishment. The cross that Jesus died on, that was for you and me. That was for us. He mitigated that, that punishment. And so this is the mercy of God. Is that God who is rich in mercy. In other words, he has abundance of mercy to give us. So if you feel like, man, I've messed up so many times. The mercy of God is rich. Okay. Lamentation 3, 
uh, chapter 3, verse 22, it says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his mercies never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Okay, because of his love, what you're going through is not destroying you. Because his mercies never fail. And God is, is, is not a man that shall lie. His mercies never fail. They are new every morning. And so God, God not only is a merciful God, but he asks us to be merciful. You know, this year is the year of reflect, right? We've declared that for a purpose, that this, this year is the year of reflect. And if you want to hear a little bit more about that, there's uh, another message on, uh, on the podcast. It's called Reflect More. It's great. Go ahead and listen to it. But we're called to reflect him. So if God is merciful and his mercies are renewed every morning, that means we have to be merciful. The Bible says that we must forgive those that have, uh, that have offended us, right? We must forgive because God forgave us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. We ask God, God, show me mercy. God, forgive me. God, renew me. God, be there for me. God, I'm sorry. And we ask God for forgiveness. Yet, here's the thing. We got to reflect what God is doing in us to those that have offended us. So it's not just that we receive, but we got to give mercy too. Titus, which is, uh, we're going to talk about Titus in, in the next uh, coming months. He says he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of the rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. So here, Titus, uh, Paul is telling to Titus, listen, we are saved not because of what we are and what we've done and all the good things that we have on our list. But it's only by, because of his mercy that we are saved. It's, we're saved. He saved us not because of righteous things that we have done. A lot of times we think, well, as long as I'm a good person or as long as I do good things, I'm good with God. No, 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 no. That's not how it works because we're not saved by our own merit. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. We are saved by the sacrifice of Jesus and because of his mercy that are renewed every single morning. I got two more for you. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 31, it says, For the Lord your God, this is what I love, is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them by oath. In other words, every promise that God made uh, to you and your family, he is faithful to complete it. Because our God, he is a merciful God. Okay? Now, here's the thing. Although he's a merciful God, he's a just God too. Okay? So, we can praise God because of his mercy. But we have to have reverence for God because he's a just God. But Deuteronomy 4.31 says, For the Lord your God, he is a merciful God. Listen, y'all. The God you serve, the God 
that we serve, the God that chose us, the God that, that sent his son to die on the cross for us, he is a merciful God. But don't take advantage of it. Don't misuse his mercy just because it is available to you right now. Because just like I said, he's a merciful God, but he's a righteous God. The last scripture I'll give you is Psalms 103, verse 8. It says, the Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in love. So we know that God is merciful. We know that God loves us. We know that God is for us. But the story of Jonah ends with Jonah being offended with God because when Jonah preached against Nineveh, Nineveh responded in repentance and asked, God's, and asked God to show them mercy, and he did. They asked God to show them compassion, and he did. And Jonah went out to be bitter and, and angry with God because God showed them mercy. Here's the th and that's where the story of Jonah ends. Here's the thing. Don't let your story end in a, in a storyline where you misuse God's mercy or you take for granted the mercy of God. Listen, I thank God because out of the times that I've messed up, he is a merciful God, right? Like, you got to thank him for that. He doesn't have to be merciful, but he is. He is because he is a loving and merciful God. So I'll end it with my points. If you've ever misused the mercy of God, I highly encourage you. Number one, recognize it. And it takes humbleness to, to recognize that I'm, I'm taking advantage of God. I'm taking advantage of his love. And I've saddened the spirit of God. It takes it takes a humble uh, moment to really recognize, man, you know what? I have been taking advantage of God. I, I have, and maybe you're not even doing it on purpose, but because you know that God is so good and God is so loving, you, you just do it and, and it's become natural to you. And, and to some degree, it's become so familiar that, that you don't even know that you're misusing the mercy of God. But the first thing I want to tell you is that you got to um, recognize. You got to recognize that, that, that we've misused the mercy of God. Number two is repent. Ask God for forgiveness. And not just for forgiveness so that you can feel good for one day and then go back to it the next day. I'm talking about really repent. If you got to cut off some people in your life, cut them out. If you got to delete some apps or unsubscribe to some Netflix shows or whatever you got to do, that is what repent is. Repent is literally turning the other way and going to a different direction. And the last thing is return. Return to God's plan. His plans are greater than your plans. And his purpose for you is, is not to give you a life of misery but a life full of mercy. I hope this message encouraged you. I hope this message uh, brought some conviction. Uh, 
I hope this message really spoke to you in a very specific and a very uh, uh, unique way. And so uh, let me I, I want to say a word of prayer for you. And uh, because even though we are people that have flaws and we mess up every day, God's love is 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 abounding. It's 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 rich and it's for you. Let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for today. I thank you for every single person that is listening to this message. I pray the Lord that there has been a, a area, Lord, where he, we have misused your mercy. May you forgive us, God. May you show us, Holy Spirit, the areas that we need change, the things that we need to uh, repent from, Lord. And, 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 and really, Lord, as we ask for forgiveness, we repent on the things that we've done. And we want to go the other direction towards the plans of God. We want to return to the plans that he has set before us way before the, the formation of this earth. Your word says that you knew us before we were in our mother's womb. So father, we, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your mercy. We thank you for your mercy. We're grateful that you are a merciful God. Father, will you teach us to walk in a, in a path of righteousness and purity, of holiness, Lord, and righteousness. We know that we will not be perfect, but we want to be great representations of your kingdom and of your glory. We thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you again for joining us today. We hope that that message was a blessing to your life. We also want to thank everyone who give generously to this ministry. Look, our goal is to reach people from all over the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And with your help and your contribution, we are able to reach people and expand this ministry. So if you'd like to give today, the link is found in the description. We are grateful that you would partner up with us today. Would you help us share this message with a friend? or share it on your social media story. And if you'd like, tag us. We'd love to connect with you. And remember, you have a purpose over your life. Have a blessed week.